0: And now sifting through the static with your host, Justin Brenner. Big, big okay. thing. That's going on in today's world is client retention, which has gotten harder. Um, I was talking to, uh, if you're just joining us, Scott is a partner founder, a partner of AdLeaks, founder of wicked reports. Um, it's our attribution tool of choice, which is why, you know, we chose them as a partner, we run wicked side by side for a lot of our brands with um you know testing north beam we have one client that actually uses three of them right now and we test and we do that to test data sets split test split test and the client actually that client wants all three of them he wants to spend it but we noticed that the accuracy and insights that we get from wicked is just always top notch and it seems to collect a lot more of the data when comparing and looking at the actual click data um so i i'm really excited for this call because it's all about client retention using attribution, which is really, really important. If you're in the agency business, you've probably seen in the last 60 days, but I'm seeing it, um, and hearing it from people that are really large in the space that primarily focus on, uh, one of the guys I was talking to yesterday, he primarily focuses on pairing agencies with clients. And then he takes a cut and he does very, very well, very large in the space um his business in the last 30 days he told me yesterday was down 40 to 50 percent which is huge for him I mean it just clients are going in-house they're cutting expenses um because he you know I think the economy is just has potentially just gotten a little bit worse and I think we're heading into a recession in the next three to six months personally so I'm really excited to see what Scott put us together, put together for us to kind of combat that issue uh, amidst client retention, because that is probably the biggest hurdle that I have seen in the agency space for 15 years. So Scott, if you want to kind of give a quick intro, um, sure. I know you've prepared a great presentation. So I
1: did. Original content. It was fun. You know, a lot we have uh, about 250 agency partners using wicked reports either for their clients for themselves to make the clients retain or because the clients insist all sorts of use cases but you know and there's been more we just noticed there's been more churn there where people will uh, you know the agencies will let us know you know if if they're getting taken off the account uh and vice versa and this and then just from talking to you know we do specialized agency support we have dedicated slack channels we'll get on zooms with them we'll train their teams. so we're pretty in touch with the agencies and it's just been tougher it's just been tougher out there and so you know then we just started building on some playbooks of how to help the agencies you know work with the customers and, and those insights are are in this presentation today because it's not a you know, you got to keep proving your value. I mean, we have that same bar with our software. You know, you got uh, the other software companies are whispering sweet nothings in your ear. Other attribution companies. We got yeah. to make sure we're 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 returning more than what you what you're paying us. So, mm-hmm. um, the same concepts apply for us, and we're very aligned. the The agencies and us, you know, proving the value of the proving the value of the media buyer with our data helps everyone involved. Uh, particularly helps the client against themselves you know making rash decisions it's not sometimes yeah the agency didn't quite pan out but often it's a combination of uh, communication education and um impatient or client anxiety getting projected on the on the agency and yep. I I would agree with you I think we're actually in a recession not a recession like there's going to be bread lines and things like that not like a depression but it definitely feels like one from what I've seen with, uh, just the conversations we're having, you know, everyone's very cost conscious and that was never the case mm-hmm. until this past year. Now everyone's cost is at the top of the forefront of their mind, whereas before it used to always just be growth at all costs. Now it's efficient growth. So that means yeah, yeah. you can approach things different.
0: Clients are their own worst enemies. I always say, I feel like a lot of the times.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, because yeah, marketing and plus marketing attribution can only point out, if something's terrible, I can just keep reporting <laughs> this isn't selling. But the people we work with generally have stuff that can sell. But I mean, you know, media buying only gets more and more complex. So there's just more things to consider. So this was a different type of presentation for me, but not but one that we've been living and preaching and, and supporting agencies for, well, ever since we started. But this has been a real emphasis since November when we noticed that. Yep. You need specific talk tracks because the clients understand what's going, whereas before a client might just, you know, be off doing other work and not so much worried about the paid. Now they're hovering over what's going on. So you got to be able to explain, you know, particularly like a common thing. Well, as long as my CAC is this, I'm fine. And it could be that, you know, the marketing channels all work together and you got to pay more for top of the funnel to then get that cheaper branded search click at the bottom that smooths out the CAC. Or maybe they're not running that great sale those great emails or sms's that are closing all the traffic that you brought so there's a lot of interplay so there's more education that's involved so the idea here is to how can well let me share my share my deck here yep perfect and then i'll be minimize it or i'll you know what i can go into presentation mode i think here Now, am I presenting the slide or the slide with the next slide? I Uh, I see
0: digital agencies, how to retain
1: clients using full funnel marketing attribution. All right, that's the right one. I never can know if I'm on the right one here. Yeah, so that's the whole premise. Uh, How do you use marketing attribution data to retain your clients? And uh, the full funnel I added because as I was walking through the use cases, it became clear that it's the full funnel that makes the difference in retaining them often. Because yeah, if you're just crushing the ROAS because they're you know, you're know you selling toothbrushes and you're just same day crazy ROAS, I mean, it may or may not be the case with toothbrush sales, but there's something simple that's all last click and it's just, I'm putting this much in, I better get this much out, much out each day. That's a different thing than what uh, I'm going to talk about, which is, you know, when you're getting a lot of murky data and inconsistent reporting from all the different channels and a client, you know, that's pretty intense or I will just all, start but will, impatient client
0: <laughs> right I will also say a lot of the time what I've noticed is even if you have the data there's 10 different ways to interpret it which can tell different stories yes um, and that's why a lot of agencies if you're a really good person that understands it you can come into almost any account and you can tune and fine craft that data to tell what you want and make it appear that way but necessarily may not always be the benefit almost like making it look like you're in in your favor um essentially and that's the really tricky part of marketing attribution is having an understanding of how you can pivot it and make it tell the story that you want that's actually a true story
1: yes yeah because attribution at its heart is reporting a source of truth but often the truth is that the agency is doing much better than Google Analytics or Facebook Ad Manager. We're going to say Facebook, but it could equally apply to Google, Bing, TikTok. I'm going to just use Facebook for the purposes of brevity. Um, but it's often that you're doing much better. Than, and then we have specific use cases in the deck, which I'll get to now, which is like Google Analytics is showing this, which is crappy for Facebook. <laughs> However, I'm doing much better. How do i prove that and educate the client so specifically what we're going to get into here of course i'll take any any questions as well let me get my there we go so i kind of felt like you know it's kind of like a romantic relationship in that your feelings can fluctuate in a given day (laughs) client can love you then a week later they're blowing you up about you know something that you thought was settled I, I'm no different with my, my internal marketing team where I'll get you know upset about something then I'll be calm the next day. So I'm not always uh, not always consistent, I would say. And then, you know, so what does full funnel marketing agency ha- have to do with keeping a client happy? Well, here here are the pain points we're looking to solve today. And I mean, all these are pretty are pretty much, I mean, if you look at this list, which uh, to me proving value and clients panics on day one, of a new campaign those kind of go hand in hand and then kind of uh you know being on the same page with the client is key about how you're going to measure success yep. because everyone thinks they're the same they're going to agree and then things launch and then immediately emotions get involved <laughs> um which then i know there are a lot of these kind of all interplay with each other in my opinion but i don't know if any of these stand out to you justin as well as you're like oh all of them. I really hate that one. (laughs) They all, I mean, it's all of them. I, I would say the biggest thing that
0: mine is we have one client that she's, she's out of Australia and she's probably been our longest, longest client I've ever had in my life, but she's, she doesn't understand anything like she's just good at making her natural products. And she's by far my favorite because I think we all suffer from this, but when you come to a client there's always that they always think they know like you can tell them something and then they they you know they're always arguing back or saying no we should do it this way where like this client has never questioned anything we've ever said like in years and I always tell her I appreciate it because every other client that you ever deal with you know they want to kind of dictate the conversation and think that they know but they're not in these platforms day in and day out they don't understand it they have it in their mind but that micromanagement is can be really, 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 really tough.
1: hmm And the micromanagement usually stems from not thinking. You know, yeah, it's panic or anxiety that's coming from one of these other pains that's happening. Mm-hmm. So then they start getting up in your business all the time. Yep. We because so and and then some of these talk to you, a lot of it comes down. To education helps in some cases, not all. I mean, there's no silver bullet solves every problem all the time. but we turned around a couple people that are requested to churn and instead ended up doing annuals after and it really was like education of their own customer journey and how attribution helps with that and Mm -hmm. how it works and so that plays right into some of these playbooks you've got additional industry headwinds happening this year uh so Google ads and analytics are removing, uh, they're, they're trying to get everyone into just a black box. The data-driven can be fine if you have enough data, if it's sent to Google accurate, and if it matches your um, matches your true customer journey. But the tricky thing is, like, is, is Google gonna tell you, hey, you should spend more on Facebook and Bing and, less, and stop spending on Google? I doubt that's gonna happen and that's from working with them as a longtime partner who used to get flown to events by them to speak on attribution and train their partner team on attribution so i know what i'm talking about and they were very open people but when it came to us building anything in that was going to automatically suppress google ad spend as like an optimization it was a non-starter so this is a big deal that's happening i mean you know not being able to see first click. you know you're losing visibility Right. So to me, in losing visibility, you're trusting a machine, which sometimes is going to work and sometimes isn't, and you're not going to have as much control over your own business outcome because you don't have your own visibility. So have I,
0: you seen or not. heard of, there was a guy that did a post, um, Ashton Shanks, and I hadn't heard of it, but he's saying that in the new 16.5 iOS rollout, there is potential of conversion API basically being blocked, um, oh, that wow. they're working on blocking that it has to do with how something with like the site URLs changing on how it sends the data or something like that. Like it has to match or something like that, Ugh. but he's pretty, he's very, very smart. Um, but I had not heard of that and I tried to find some information about it, but couldn't. I'd
1: could... like to see that post so I could get with him see if we can, that yeah. that's. I mean, oh. Apple's just positioning towards, they're going to want all the ad dollars that you're spending on Facebook. Also, not doing the only reason why they do that, you know, that's not really in the user's benefit, because it's more benefit if the algorithms are accurate. So people that want your product, are going to get them. <laughs> and, the, and the average, and the people that are ignoring your ads are no longer going to get shown them. But without data, that's tough to do.
0: Yeah, it was, let me see, it might be right here. I don't know. This is probably actually getting to be over my... Hey. Well, will send
1: it over. We'll we'll look at that cool. after. So I don't want to yep. get too far down that rabbit hole. I'll start thinking about it while I'm still talking. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, GA4 is removing order ID attribution. So you may or may not do this, but a fair, uh, some advertisers do this. They push up their orders and Google Analytics 4 gives them their last click attribution, which may or may not be the best, but people rely on that. And that is being removed as of July. And then Facebook, we all know is having all sorts of troubles. So you don't need to really need to beat that one in the bush. So all these plus those pain points, marketing attribution can actually be really helpful. So like here, here's our Wicked reports kind of homepage. Here's what we're looking to do, right? Understand what your data is telling you, then optimize and come to find out this piece, which I've been doing this for 23,000 hours is still, still takes work. And so, but the more that your client can understand the data, then the more they're going to back you when you're trying to do what's in their best strategic interest. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at these things, you know, invest, ad spend, and provable high ROAS, yeah, stop flying blind, and visibility and insights, everyone's, yeah, I want that. And then here's a couple agencies that are, you know, we've worked with on this process. You know, this was a guy, uh, they own a successful agency, Sama Labs. So the stuff we're going to talk about, here's an agency that has vouched for it. Here's another agency you know they've done quite a bit of nice stuff here grown profits lowered cpa that's kind of nice i know michelle but yeah she's awesome and then click funnels you know they they're uh they've tested everything and you know they've been they've been with us since 2016 as a paying customer so so the question is now how's the stuff on the left specifically going to help the stuff on the right that's the, that's what we need to do not just talking vague concepts, but like what exactly are you going to do to do this? So that's what I'm going to get into now. So the the overarching themes are get the client addicted to provable ROAS. So you got to actually have provable ROAS or else this whole you don't want wicked reports if you don't have provable ROAS. Right. So that is a requirement or none of this is, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like you've got to actually be making return. It doesn't have to happen in a couple of days. And ideally, not ideally, but the longer it takes for you to prove your ROAS, as long as you can retain your client while you're doing that, the more valuable this data will become. But right. if you need to prove day zero ROAS, or I just started spending at 9am, am I making money at one? We're not going to solve that problem for you. I mean, we have, live, we have live ROAS reporting, but that's not, that client's always going to be a tough one to please and then we're going to have you impressed with strategy. So we're going to use the journey. What's the strategy this is telling me? And then how do I convey it to the client so that they understand, hey, I'm going to prove the ROAS using this. Your own customer's data has told us this, and then we're going to use it to make you more money. But because of it, you need to give me, you know, and then we're going to talk into what the client needs to buy in on, which right. sometimes can take a, a re- relentless education. Relentless might've been a little too intense of a word, but you can't just tell them once and hope that they get it you got to reiterate it at each status meeting recall your customer journey is this we're going to do this strategy to get this row as measuring it this way we've agreed on this correct you reinforce the agreement you have about the proving your value Th- those all help not a requirement but they all help right so proving value, you know what? And I I'm an, I owe this guy thirty five bucks. I just loved this coupon uh, car, coupon cartoon yesterday, and I said, I have to pay thirty five bucks to this guy, but it was kind of funny. Uh, so proving value, how how are we going to do that with marketing attribution? And I want to look at a specific. Uh, this is a specific screenshot of an actual account. You know, March fourteenth, and I also like it because of this right here. You know, IYB. This will be give you some some delayed credit here, Justin. So here, here's a particular account and he's in Facebook for one day. I want to keep it simple one day. The, no. that being said, the wider we look, the more dramatic these particular points can be made. But I like doing one day because it's very precise and anyone can picture it and take a client and say, yeah, I can go and look in one day and see they happy. They had X amount of sales for X spend. Very easy to do now here you've got ad spend and you've got facebook claiming 12 sales and these these um CACs cost to acquire a customer and showing no nothing for this 200 bucks and nothing for this 75 bucks yep. so this customer uh this client would come in and say facebook made me 12 sales today cost me at least 800 and something dollars i spent my cac 69 i'm upset <laughs> ideally they're not but Is that a fair thing that might occur once in a while, Justin? Oh, every day. (laughs) Okay, good, because I felt like it would happen every day. And this is the exact case, if nothing else, this is the one that you, if you're not, this isn't just a, of course I want you to use Wicker reports for this, but whatever software you're using should be able to help you get better results than this and be able to use this concept. So the first thing is attribution can show more Facebook ROAS than Facebook this didn't always used to be the case, but now thanks to all the various iOS, this and that, pixels, third-party cookies, you name it, attribution can generally show a lot more ROAS than Facebook, the wider the time frame, but let's look at just one day. So for one day with this customer, we were showing 15 grand in revenue. And this is the same customer that's showing the 12 sales. We're showing 69 sales. So it's, it's, it's a significant difference. And it has to do, we'll get into why, but it has to do with the tracking technology, the time windows of the click, the data you're allowed to use, and the models that you're allowed to run on it. Because the yeah. Facebook is just looking at things that they can see, measuring it the way they're allowed to measure in a very tight time frame.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: Facebook, as you can see here, look at this, 60% is at his top of the funnel. We'll get into all that later. But this is a very consistent, minimum 50% of people's sales are coming from top of the funnel on Facebook. And right. yet Facebook's designed to measure the bottom of the funnel only, which also messes you up if you're like trying to, if, you, if you've if you got multiple, you know, a campaign to get interest, retargeting when they abandon the cart or whatever, or flash sale, because BOGO, because they haven't bought, whatever. Point is, when you've got multiple campaigns, as any intelligent media buyer will have, Facebook's inherent measurement system is penalizing the top ones. It's not giving them the credit, which is just mind-blowing because that's what's allowing you to spend on Facebook. Right. It makes no sense. So here we had, we said 15.8 and Facebook had 12. And so we actually had more even at the bottom. And so here's the smart but impatient client. Facebook is showing $69 cash, sky is falling. Well... We are realizing $13 CAC and would like to scale ad spend. Here's the proof. Mm-hmm. And so you show them how, how you what's the proof? And you say, I have full funnel attribution. Facebook is just measuring clicks that convert right away with its very restricted tracking technology. You know, you can have your, what it depend on the client, how intense, you don't wanna get into some big, super technical debate with them because then it's just, you know, it's not right. fun. It's just right. not fun. <laughs> like I have them. I don't like having them either.
0: But for you, you,
1: iOS, uh, Apple and Facebook had a big data war. Did you see about it? Well, Apple has won in that fact that Facebook can't prove how well it's doing. So that's an opportunity for us because your ads are actually doing better than they look. I can prove it. And all your competitors are seeing the same results and therefore probably not spending as much because they don't know what to spend on. But we do. And here's the proof. So that competitors seeing the same and then not spending uh that could get them to maybe buy in so then here uh, you know we have this idea of top of the funnel and middle of the funnel and so that when you get a sale we look back forever and in this case these top and middle funnel sales that's 79 percent of his revenue didn't happen happened more than seven days ago so of course that means when you first launch the campaign and clients all, rah, you know, unhappy, you can reinforce once you have this data say, let's look at all these campaigns that are all making money at top and middle of the funnel. All of these are 8 days or longer or they're brand new eyeballs. So you did like it when I made this 9 ROAS here. It only happened because you gave your customers time to buy because that's what the reality is. So you keep, and then of course, they're going to be like, well, I want them to buy faster. Of course. And you say, well, send more emails and SMS because that's what's closing them. And then the Facebook is what's getting them to the point where they're going to close on these channels. So this is kind of, this is part of the proof. We'll get into some more proof, but part of it is we have it bucketed out. And then it can show revenue. The additional way you're going to prove value is that you can show revenue from things that aren't still turned on right and so here's an example these three were turned off zero dollar costs and yet we see you know what's that six thousand bucks a little over six six grand Mm -hmm. and uh so then they say how can that be you're not running the ads how are they getting how are they making me money you say well we're tracking the value from the If if the if those clicks led to revenue we're going to be able to prove it yeah I can click on this number and show you but the thing is that this is just three of them but over time you know let's say because obviously you're testing you know doing new campaigns turn them on and off over time your revenue is going to stack up and and then you're going to be able to show this big number so then like the start of every month or the wrap up of hey let's go wrap up the month you know we launched these five campaigns they did this ROAS. we're doing this strategy oh and You've made well. Let's just pretend it was just this. You've made six thousand dollars this month. Came from Facebook campaigns from the past. You always want to reiterate that. And it's just like found money for the agency to show the client is just another piece of evidence. Hey, you know this stuff works. It just takes time. Is this right in their face? You know, it's irrefutable. They can click on it and see the customers and all that. So that's something I strongly recommend. Mm-hmm these oh, here's your little thing oh, I was I just I just let I you know I wrote I wrote this the other day and I literally just gave the scenario <laughs> so that's just kind of like the, the literally so we have these different uh you know I'm a little older called Mad Libs where you can uh you know but basically talk tracks where you can look and say this and it, I'm gonna tell the client X and fill right. in their data and and then because inevitably they'll be like well how can that be and you'll say because the marketing channels work together and you sent a great email or sms or offer that led to the sale but they only got there because facebook got them you know to the point where they're willing to buy and right. so we have customer journey tracking looks backward and then starting in about a week and a half it's going to look forward so you could then click on the facebook ad and see which emails are closing which facebook clicks mm-hmm is then there, there's always that interplay of the channels. It's just, um, you know, it makes it more advanced, but that's kind of, you know, in a recession, people need these more, need, the clients almost need to be reminded. What did you send? And we have, you know, stats that'll show that. Well, what are you doing for emails and SMS this month? Because it could be their. That's know. the first question we ask when somebody complains
0: of performance. You know, if, if that's the first question we ask is, are you sending your emails out? Like you're driving all this traffic, you're building all these new leads, right? They have, you have to stay in front of them.
1: Without a doubt, you got to stay on them because they'll just get busy or they're automated can't, you know, they did some killer sale for the, whatever the holiday was, St. Patrick's Day, yep. <laughs> April Fool's Day sale. I don't know. Those offers matter. They got to be going out on email and S- SMS calls a lot. We're going to get to inside of Google Analytics to show you like how much that steals or not steals, but takes credit for the bottom that Facebook gets shut out and shouldn't. So here's one, client. it. I kind of ca- they were both kind of similar they panic on day one and or micromanagement because if they're panicking on day one of a new ad campaign maybe it's day two in micromanagement so like what is how are we going to handle that one which you know this is my we we've, we've been educating people on this since we still get in there like the live data people using our live conversion data Oh, the algorithm's being good to me today. I want to spend more. I was like, no, you sent a bunch of emails yesterday that worked. Correct. It's not, yep. It wasn't suddenly the algorithm magic. Oh, wait a minute. Just for today, I'm gonna to give you the juicy Glengarry, Glenn Ross leads and sales. Just because I'm in a good mood as an algorithm. That's just we had
0: that. Yeah, we had that exact scenario <laughs> with somebody of like, I mean, we almost lost the client because they just didn't understand of like the lead build up time. And then when you send an email and an offer, the leads convert, and then you rebuild, fill the cup up again, and then you empty the cup. And yes. finally, like after six months, you finally just, it like clicked. And he's like, I finally understand it. And it's like, I mean, we, we explained it for an hour and a half on phone call and it just wouldn't click. And then all of a sudden one day is like it clicked and he understood it. It's never been a topic again, but it's, it's really trying to get them to understand that. Cause I mean, sometimes you can even explain it and, they just don't get it and you can explain it and they don't get it. And well, that, that day I was like, I don't know how else to explain it, man. Like, sorry, you're going to either you understand or you don't, you're going to go
1: somewhere else. Cause it's clear as day, <laughs> like with the data, like, yes. So here's the same. Well, I'm going to use the same scenario. Oh no, the cat is 69 bucks. Yeah, we got, we got to, we got to recreate new stuff. Everything's bad. So. <laughs> it's usually fear and the solution is education unfortunately like you just mentioned it's usually a couple of batches so we have it built in where we email the people to educate them on the time it takes yeah. to buy and then we we have popovers that walk them through the analysis of how their delayed conversions work and then we still get to get on and explain it a couple of times because people keep seeing the difference in the conversions and asking what but it, it it's it's about it's almost patient ad spend over ANSI ad spend gets the higher ROAS right so here's five different ways to to help make the point. So the Google Analytics acquisition report, this is that same March 14th, the same one day that showed 12 Facebook sales and our our uh, our funnel vision showed like 60 Well, GA and every customer is going to be in there is going to you know most people see this huge chunk of direct. And unless they're like Yeti coolers or Nike or whatever, no one's saying, oh, I, I, I'm I, gonna go, well, this is the lobster guy. I'm gonna go to getmainlobster.com today. No one woke up and said that unless they're a repeat customer. So these directs had to have come from somewhere else, unless you're running around posting your link in the most the greatest social <laughs> webinar ever i don't know mm-hmm. and then email you see patient. so you don't even see facebook on here you see other which i clicked into his other and i have it up if someone needed to see it but it's push owl did pretty good for him which was shocking and att- attentive his sms shows up as other doesn't get a channel he so made those are basically in. split push and, and and there was like two that said facebook on him i don't know why and i don't know what it is from a data perspective with GA
0: and actually for one of the wicked clients that we had with you, Scott, they're no longer with you or with us, they use GA as their source of truth. Um that was their source of truth. And I I don't know what it is, but Facebook and GA just do not jive at all. At all. I think it's on the Facebook side to where they're stripping. I don't know if they strip UTMs or I don't know, but you hardly ever see. I personally do not ever see Facebook showing up how it should in GA from the traffic that Facebook is saying they send.
1: Yeah, because then you'll get someone, oh, it's just your setup. And then it's like hours and hours. And then it doesn't stay. It doesn't maintain. I used to be a hardcore. I used to Infusionsoft, now Keep used to fly me in for their accelerators. And I'd be the data guy for these businesses paying all this money to have this like, SWAT team week of mm-hmm. experts and everyone's GA was messed up and it was a bunch of work to k- keep. And then it wasn't going to be that. I was always going to slowly degrade the data quality, was my experience. Now, right. if you got dedicate a dedicated per, GA, <laughs> GA person going to be in there jamming away, then maybe this is a solution. But they're doing away with all those attribution models. So you're still going to have to rely on the black box and hope it's right. I mean, well, not only that, that, means that the black box makes you money, yeah, follow it. But as soon as it doesn't, you're in a pickle, you Not know? only that,
0: but they're going to GA4 which is just natively worse because of privacy reasons, you yeah, know.
1: It's really rough. Now, if you're it really might support the really big brands that have so much data, then you can get away with some of those approximations.
0: Mm-hmm. Big
1: brands meaning, you know, you're a nine-figure brand. GA can, you know, potentially all that, because they got such massive, you have such a massive data set. You can infer stuff, but not, not when you're under that size. Right. So then here, here's what we, here's what we do. This is inside Wicker reports. So we look at like first click sales velocity. We look, we look at your own data for people that don't buy immediately. How long do they take to buy and look at the spread is massive. I mean, there's a massive spread. It's evidence of the customer journey taking time. So it was like, okay, well, if you know your first if, if you don't even get to half of your sales until the end of 14 days, you can't kill an, you can't kill a campaign on day one. You just can't do it. So that's going to help talk people off the ledge on that. And then that's still not quite enough. So then we look at the funnel vision percentage. So here here was this percentage of his over a month. Two thirds are top of the funnel. And so you go in and you look, and they say, What do you mean it's top of the funnel? You go, you look at the sales and you see, Oh, they clicked on this one thing and then they bought somewhere else. And you see it 950 times. <laughs> then it starts, you know, you're not going to click through 950 customer journeys. It'd be boring. It would take forever. But you click through a few of like the high value customers, and then the person starts to see, Oh, yeah, that customer that made that huge order. Yeah, look, they clicked on Facebook before they were even in your CRM or your cart. And then they bought, you know, X amount of days later. And you do that a few times and then people start to see it. You know, they need to see it you know, probably seven to 10 times, unfortunately, but this supports the need for full traffic. So you get this kind of data going, which every most people have once it's been tracking a while. And you're like, okay, well, two thirds of our Facebook, we're getting good road. Do you like the rows on Facebook? Yeah. Two thirds of it's happening top of the funnel, which is the, Unfortunately, those are the clicks that take time to buy. So, are, do you still want me to hit these ROAS numbers? Well, mm-hmm. these clicks are taking, you know, an average of two weeks or longer to close. So, I need to be able to be measured on this month-long time frame, not a not a same-day ROAS. And some people, this isn't going to work every time, but it's going to work for a fair amount of people, because this just, I mean, that's pretty a dramatic amount of data that shows you, like, if you want to run on Facebook then we only made this and we need to stop spending but because you agree that this is also attributable to Facebook um let's uh let's spend more because <laughs> we're making good money
0: right no that makes and sense and
1: you know, the fourth one is a visual way of looking at it so here's you know a uh, sales in a particular time frame and you can see all the different ways they were closed you know and then from email, which is the one I always like to look on, or you can look at other. This is organic. This guy, this one's other, which is uh, attentive and all the other rando things that this particular advertiser is doing. So that's always interesting too, because that would be a similar spread to email. But look at email. There's nine different channels that got the person into Clavio, in this case, which then bought off email. So all these different ways to get him in, and then from there it's like, well, where? If it was Facebook that, that got them to opt in, but not buy, and, and you could leave this out and just look at the first click. I'm just happy to look at it this way. Here's all the different clicks here. So th- this particular visual, one will just reiterate to the client, hey, look at all the things going on and how they all connect. So this is another point of when you send those emails, 24% of that came from Facebook traffic and that's what gives us more ROAS. So you got to keep building your case. You know, you're like, uh, is it C- yes, yeah, CSI. <laughs> I've got the data in GA that shows that people aren't closing the Facebook. I've got the top of the funnel traffic that says it's closing. Now I got the mapping of email to Facebook. So you're, get, you're building your case of see that Facebook is working, but it's just slower than what Facebook ad manager or GA can do and handle. Mm-hmm. Then the fifth one, this one may or may not work depending on the. If the person is uh, a longer sales cycle, this is a powerful report. And if it's a really quick one, this is not as effective. I put it in for the longer sales cycle people watching. A new lead cohort. And a cohort is a group of people uh, uh, sharing some characteristics. In this case, the characteristic is they became a lead for the first time in this customer's CRM on the given rows month so like these uh let's just look at i mean let's look at november so november 2022 the 15,000 emails appeared in this crm and then we do the math how many became customers how much did you spend that month what did you make and what we're trying to do here is see lift over time because that also supports the idea of what can you pay for a lead but also how much future ROAS are we gonna make as this number goes up? This is a mild one, but in some cases you have, particularly with subscription brands, this is a really valuable thing because you can see this big lift over time. And then your ROAS therefore is gonna be worse on acquisition, which is fine because you're gonna kill it in a couple months, as long as they retain. So it's another just using their own data as evidence to make your case for the strategy. And then because of the strategy, the way you got to measure that the strategy works. Yeah. And then when they, oh, hem and haw, some people hem and ha about it, you'd be like, well, how you were normally doing things pre iOS, that is not going to work. <laughs> and then yeah. you keep showing them the GA data, the ad manager data, and the funnel vision data. You just keep showing the three and and funnel vision being the only one you can prove. Yep. Yeah. So here's just kind of a little chatter on it. So you explain the velocity. Two weeks, they're obviously stressed out. And then repivot them to the email and SMS campaigns. Now, here's three that I thought were somewhat similar in terms of the solution. This one, turning off cold traffic because ROAS isn't high enough. That's one where uh, you know we, as you can see, Facebook's going to show a ton of cold traffic. So the ROAS will get there as long as they'd be willing to spend for enough time. Yep and then unrealistic blended cat goals. That's of course a common one. The solution is education. So when they're showing you, when they're worrying or being anecdotal about some reason that they're not on board yet or not fully trusting, it's the provable ROAS and the measurement time period. We've touched on it some with the first clicks, how long it takes for a click to buy in the in the different channel view with the approvable ROAS so here's another one the blog offers campaign by some very astute ad strategists <laughs> didn't make a sale why why are we spending why didn't you turn it off Spent 75 well, I mean he spends more than that why would you why did not you turn it off why is it on it didn't make any money if I can show you the sales will you trust me and let it keep it on that's a, a fair question to ask we're using a measurement platform it is showing sales can i show you the actual sales so here's how we do that we come in and we look at this was that given campaign showing seven grant facebook showing nothing now and of course that right away well why wouldn't why can't facebook do something like this they can't because they track based on third party where they follow you all over the web And they use the data for all sorts of things that may may not be related to just what we're trying to do here, which is prove Mm -hmm. ROAS. And because they're using the data differently and collecting it differently, they can't do this. That's the quickest way to describe it. And so while Facebook still wishes it could show more revenue, it's restrictions due to the various laws and the the other things they're doing with the data that prevent them from doing things like this. they just can't. And so then when you're in here looking at this, you, you, you can look at funnel vision from the top, middle, and bottom of the funnel. So if we look at this blog offers campaign at the it now, notice it's named TOF, very nice naming convention, top of funnel, pretty clear. But if we look at it in bottom of the funnel, right, it's not doing that great. Well, it shouldn't. It's a TOF campaign. But that being said, Facebook's showing zero sales. Mm -hmm. for this campaign google analytics is showing nothing for facebook period so it's a disaster there wicked which can track stuff is still showing hey you know it's not doing that hot today right Then we look in the middle of the funnel now the middle of the funnel people don't really you know we that could be a whole webinar in itself the middle of the funnel but middle of funnel it's almost breaking even but for our purposes middle of the funnel is eight days and beyond So let's say 8 to 38 days before the sale is what that middle funnel is. And not in your CRM, but already in your CRM. So in this case, there were people that knew about you, but haven't bought for whatever reason. Then this campaign made them click and then close within a month. Because it's a really nice thing to segment out just to help with evidence of how your customers actually behave. Because they don't behave in this... They just don't behave like you want, which is see this offer great. Click and buy right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we want. They just don't do it. Obviously Uh, I wish I'd be, we'd all be retired. So this is like, this is interesting to me because it's showing, oh, because people want to be like, oh, I already, I just want new, new fresh meat for the funnel. But lo and behold, these people were floating around on your list. And this campaign is what six people ended up buying. Because of this campaign, even though they're already all snugly warm in your CRM, getting your emails, getting your texts, getting retargeted, this, that, the other thing, this was the one that finally nudged them in the middle, which is something that doesn't get enough attention and is a key critical thing. And so, because also because it's so easy to target your CRM in Facebook, just get your CRM sync. Hey, include CRM, exclude people not in CRM. Exclude customers if it's if they already bought that product, just run it. And it's just like such an easy way to make, money, make some money, or at least yep. an easy testable targeting that you can find out what makes money. Right. It's in top of the funnel. Lo and behold, over four ROAS. So top of the funnel is they were not in any of your first party data when they clicked on this. So we, it's pure, pristine cold traffic. You go in and look in here and you look at these sales and we have the type which we're going to do in a moment none of these clicks occurred from people that already were engaged enough with your brand to be in your crm or to be a previous customer and you see a lot of garbage data in other systems where the first click is someone from the day the tracking was set up You're like business been around for 10 years gonna have a bunch mm-hmm. of people that are already so this is the true found the cold traffic got them in and closed them. Yep. so it's working as intended but it's being measured as intended, which is a, it's looking at only people that were cold and then finding out, did they ever buy? And sometimes that can obviously take time. So then why can't Facebook show these sales also? I already talked about this. They can't track the same way. How can I trust this funnel vision thing? I can pull up the exact order IDs, clicks, and timestamps. Then they're gonna wanna see that. And this is how you build the trust because you're gonna prove the ROAS. Back. I can tell you, I showed, I've shown certain clients and they still don't have trust. <laughs> <laughs> you can lead a horse to water. <laughs> so here's the 40 sales and you click on it. Here they are. Cut off the email, but we do know Nancy was a nice lobster person and see these repeat, that's repeat customers. So atop top of the, Top of the funnel, and then they might buy more than one time. It could be a long time. Keep buying and buying. It's not click and bought immediately when we're talking top of the funnel. It's I got them in, and now they're buying off other channels or other Facebook or or the same. We're going to see. But I click on the sales, and I can see the the customers. Yep. I click on the customer, <laughs> and I can see the journey. So this is a pretty fascinating journey here. And I had to cut out. It was like, I don't know, like 70 clicks in here. But that's when you attribution has to help. Like it has to figure out which ones do you want to move your money to. Yep. And the whole point of us is we're going to report ROAS, you're going to move your money there and you're going to have more revenue coming in, or else what's the point of all this anyway? Right. And that's why strategically measuring things makes a big difference because if you just looked at every point and divided the dollars by all the points, you'd have a very muted signal and you wouldn't really know what to do. Right. Or if you're in a black box data driven, you don't know what's happening. You really don't know. And I mean, I'm sure it's going to be weighted towards what gets ad spend and you continue to spend. <laughs> That's yeah. what's going to be the measurement. Right. What else would it be? Yeah. So here it is. Now, if this is what is proving here. June 23rd, 1 30 in the morning, man, up late worrying about our big lobster party, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Top of funnel blog offer. She was targeted for lobster interests, right? She clicked, nothing happened. She didn't buy because I mean, it's top of the funnel. You're not gonna, no matter how exciting this dynamic creative was, she wasn't ready to buy. Who knows, you know, 1.30 in the morning, maybe she finally was like, Jesus, it's 2 a.m. and I'm shopping for lobster. Maybe <laughs> I should go to bed. <laughs> yeah. she finally decided to go to bed rather than to get lobster. So then what happened? Well, top of funnel, middle funnel, doing a lead gen campaign clicks and opts in and we know this from this is coming from Klaviyo and then I I like to do the longer less exciting things just to prove the some of the, the delays here didn't buy until a Labor Day sale so see it was an which was running longer on a warm and hot audience but it took a good sale flash sale offer to close a good lead They didn't buy. The timing wasn't right. $10 image, whatever that, you know, 10 bucks off. Who knows what it was? They didn't buy. Then they bought. So they bought lobster tails, keep buying. And then now here's good old direct. Well, that direct and you you go into Google Analytics, you see a bunch of direct. Now, not not all directs going to be this longer journey with tons of clicks, but direct happened. Going straight to the website. There's other stuff that happened. There were other Facebook clicks in here too. This just proven out once again that yeah, yeah, you see direct, you'll see it in Google Analytics. It was the last click. That's why last click isn't good enough. It was something else. And in this case, it all began because she was correctly targeted and, and, and interested at the top of the funnel. Because otherwise, this click went the you don't measure right, you don't run this because this thing's been running a long time. You don't run it, and you know what? Then she clicks on someone else's top of the funnel ad and goes off with them, and none of these clicks occur because you didn't get that first one to get the ball rolling, and you didn't capture her data the next time she came back around. Right. So you show them these things, and then eventually it clicks in. And, and I realize, yeah, it's not just like, hey, I'm going to give you a, a swipe file in your life. a <laughs> it's so just not how I work. You know, you gotta, yeah. you've gotta, got to know the data. But then this puts you out versus another agency that's just coming yeah. in saying, oh, yeah, we're great creative. Yeah, we do performance max and advantage max, and we're all set. You know, this is like a more polished approach, but particularly to retain a client. Once they've committed to you, you get them indoctrinated in the data and in your strategies, because then this buys you time when they keep seeing all this together, yeah. say, you know what, this person knows what they're talking about. And furthermore, I keep seeing this revenue that I'm not seeing in Facebook Ad Manager, but I'm seeing in my actual checking account. So that's good enough for me. Hopefully. Yep. So here's the last one. Now with the whoop, previous, with poaching clients, it always end the month with the revenue driven from campaigns no longer active. Always include that piece in there. Mm. And always highlight the ROAS that's not in because they're in Facebook and Google Analytics. So you've got to reiterate. Don't forget all this other revenue I've made. Yep. Continue to show the proof because otherwise they're going to forget or they're going to get distracted by someone else. If they if they don't, you got to keep reiterating your value. And I've right. seen you know in you know, on enough media calls and status calls and this and that. People just start blabbing about the projects they're going to do and the campaign this and the got to prove your ROAS and then you got to prove it and then wow with the customer journey intelligence you're not you're trying to wow them with the data but also because you want to keep stimulating them send your emails and sms's and do other marketing because that's driving more ROAS on paid which you then can prove which you then can retain and it's a nice synergistic flow right And then we, you know, if you do decide to come with Wicker reports, we have talk tracks and a dedicated Slack channel for your agency. We can help you out with all this stuff as well. We had good old ad leaks coupon, 15% off. This was fun. If you've got any questions, happy to take them, but uh, it's always fun to present something new. Yep.
0: And I know usually I'm tagging you or your wife with questions in the group. So if you see Melissa Melissa D, that's Scott's wife and she's. I'm not going to say not near as good at attribution
1: but she's good she's no scott that's for sure but not very many people are <laughs> <laughs> but so you get in these slack channels i'm in all of them as well i mean i'm not going to be answering in real time right i'm you yeah. know running a company here but i'm in there and i and i like to have zero slack inbox as well so i'm lurking around to see how things are being handled or you ask a question you can tag me i'd get in there and answer andy i do. Is,
0: andy is amazing on your team well. a, yeah andy yep.
1: Andy usually is the lead point person. I'm like the backup, but he's not available. Yep. So uh, that's what I got for you. That was fun. See,
0: what is the, um, I know you guys have redone your pricing model. It used to be based off of percentage, but now it's kind of has moved to kind of be more, I think, standardized as
1: other platforms of like contacts and stuff. Can you talk to us a little bit about the pricing? Sure. Here's our pricing. So it's based on how uh, how many people we because we're paid to track. So it's how many people we track. So we use that as a proxy. Um, and you know, and, and is discounts. this
0: like their email list? Email oh. list.
1: Yes. yeah Yep. So it's how many people we're tracking. So you see, it goes up twenty bucks every ten thousand, so to speak. Yep. And so then you, and that includes you know unlimited, unlimited traffic and what and whatnot, and then um. You can also add in more fancy stuff if you wish. And then we have the agency, you do the get started here if you're an agency, and then uh, the agency team will correctly segment you as an agency and do those different support options that we have, okay. you include the okay. um, cool plays in the, the Slack channel.
0: What's the best way to get a hold of you? I know you're right away, reports mm-hmm. right on the
1: chat that comes in and buzzes our Slack. And then, you know, if no one answers in a few minutes, I get on there and rattle a cage <laughs> yes yeah, so, i mean wicker uh, wickerreports.com we come in right and go right into the chat or you come in and you can um book a call right from uh and get on a live zoom
0: mm-hmm. okay
1: watch a demo and then you can go in there and you can pop in and see an immediate demo and then book one as well
0: cool yeah definitely recommend uh setting up a demo awesome kind of understand the differences um let me see if you guys have any questions. Uh, feel free just to shoot me a message. Um, I know I'm I'm happy to even do and show you guys wicked um, as well. I've done that before in the past and how we use it. I know every single media buyer is going to use it differently and you to approach it differently based on their media buying habits and tactics. Um, and I don't have a problem uh, helping and showing you guys either how we definitely use it um, if, if you want that. So, well, I appreciate the time, Scott. I know you're a busy man. Um, it's really yeah, good to see the me. different ways that we can u- utilize that to um, help with with client retention. Even though a lot of the times, you know, I feel like I do all that and you still can't retain. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no silver bullet. No. Just, uh, this, is, this is how we can help. And sometimes a uh... That's all we can do. Help. Yeah, <laughs> can't always yeah. say. It. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Sure. Thanks. Thank you guys. Bye. Yep.